In Your Money Today, Carolyn Wright finds out what's happening in the cloud gaming sector. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. In Your Money Today, I'm going to take a look at what you need to know about interesting developments in the cloud gaming market and its potential for growth. I'm joined now by Mark Ryden, who is co-founder and CEO of Aether, which is a company which builds scalable, decentralised cloud infrastructure. Thank you for joining me, Mark. Thank you, Carolyn, for having me. Pleasure to be here. How about giving us a little explainer on cloud gaming and how it works? Cloud gaming is, is incredibly interesting, right? It's one of these really cool technologies. But what it allows you to do is it, it allows a user to play any game on any device, regardless of how powerful or new that device is. From an infrastructure perspective, it enables us to do all of the processing of a game in the cloud. Essentially, we put a bunch of gaming PCs in the cloud and we run those games on those computers instead of on the user's device. We then stream those games like a, an interactive YouTube video to the user. This essentially means that any device capable of watching YouTube, for example, now becomes a device capable of playing the newest uh, high quality game. What I really love about cloud gaming is that it makes kind of gaming a content decision again. Too often a, a new game is released and a, a gamer will realize that they don't have a new enough computer or a new enough phone, so they can't play this game. And, you know, that's an issue that will probably resonate with almost all gamers. However, it's also a very big issue in the developing world where you know, low-end hardware is the norm. Essentially what cloud gaming does is it kind of democratizes access to gaming content. And in doing so, unlock this massive underserved majority of gamers worldwide. Now, it sounds like this is absolutely brilliant for the gamers themselves, but let's talk a little bit about the challenges on the other side, because then if the machines that are running these games are on the cloud side, what are the challenges that faces with scaling and infrastructure? It's a pretty tricky problem, but uh, I guess one of the things that we'll need to understand first is what current cloud infrastructure looks like. First of all, it's important to note that current cloud infrastructure is very storage and CPU focused. Now, I'll, I'll do my best to explain this without getting too technical. But the current cloud is really good at allowing you to access your photos and your files or store large amounts of data and run traditional software experiences for the vast majority of like big enterprises that you've heard of worldwide. It's really, really good at this. However, when you start to look at what games and as a result, cloud gaming need to run effectively, we start to kind of run into a little bit of a problem. Games, they do need storage and they do need a powerful CPU, which is you know available within the current cloud, but they also need what's called a, a graphic card, right? Or a GPU. And unfortunately, the way that current cloud infrastructure is set up is such that if you want to prioritize delivery of graphics by the cloud, you're stuck with this kind of heritage infrastructure that makes it really, really expensive and slow to scale. And this has put a, a real bottleneck on the ability of, of cloud gaming services to grow. If you take a macro look at, at the industry, there's really kind of three main challenges when attempting to scale infrastructure that's suitable for cloud gaming. And those are, are cost, uh, regionality, and, and speed. As I'm sure you can imagine, the servers and the hardware needed to host these games in the cloud are incredibly expensive. So there's this huge upfront cost and it's very high ongoing operational maintenance cost. As a result, these ecosystems are really expensive to kick off uh, and they're also equally expensive to run. This leads into the second issue, which is like regionality. 
So as a result of this high ecosystem cost, the infrastructure needs to generate a lot of revenue. And usually what happens is we'll end up charging users a high fee for access. So as a result, the infrastructure struggles to scale into the markets that we know it would be most valuable, right? We know that cloud gaming would be super valuable to users in a region where they have predominantly low-end devices. But unfortunately, those are also most likely to be developing markets where users have a lower disposable income available to, to access these services. So you have this kind of disconnect where you have this incredible technology that, that would be available, should be available in regions where it would have the most use, but we can't scale it. And then the final issue is, is speed. For cloud gaming networks to operate that, they need to be fast. Unfortunately, traditional cloud infrastructure struggles to meet those needs as a result of kind of how this infrastructure is deployed. Surprisingly, still, even within traditional cloud infrastructure, one of the biggest factors determining your performance is how far away you are from where that hardware is. You as a user, you don't know where that hardware is being stored. It's only really the, the service provider does. But it's a massive factor determining the quality of the service you're going to receive from that provider. Essentially, the further away you are, the slower the performance will be. Now, it's very, very difficult to control for this as a traditional infrastructure provider, but it's a massive determinant of your performance. And as a result, again, of this being such an expensive infrastructure to scale, what these big providers do is they put all that equipment under one roof. They have these big single data centers that serve broad geographic region. And this is great. It means they can reduce costs, reduce overhead, and kind of do their best to make it an efficient ecosystem as possible. But it also means that for the vast majority of users in that region that aren't nearby that data center, their performance is kind of going to be poor. So we really have this issue at an infrastructure level within the traditional cloud. That means that it's costly. It can't scale into the regions that we want it most. And even if it does, it has a pretty poor performance when it gets there. So it's a pretty challenging issue to address within that infrastructure space. So it sounds like decentralizing these cloud resources would be the answer. Is that a possibility? Yeah, definitely. We believe that this is an infrastructure problem, not not a business model problem, right? If you want to solve for the scalability of, of cloud gaming or the GPU cloud in general, you need to tackle it at an infrastructure level. From a cost perspective, we solve it by, uh, as you mentioned, incorporating a decentralized ownership infrastructure model. So if you believe in the growth of, of the gaming and the AI industry, and if you kind of understand maybe more technically as well, the limitations and the bottlenecks of the current cloud infrastructure, then you know you might want to own a piece of that growth. And this is really exciting, right? It allows cloud gaming infrastructure to reach South America, India, Southeast Asia, places where we know the vast majority of gamers live, but to access content through low-end devices. Now, what do you see as the potential growth for the cloud gaming market with solutions like this being used? Honestly, I, I don't think we need to look at growth of the cloud gaming market independently. I think it's, it's performing well. It was one of the only sectors in the gaming industry that grew in 2022, among a very difficult period within the gaming industry. I really think instead we should be looking at the gaming market as a whole and kind of asking ourselves how cloud gaming can drive growth across the board. If you look at the gaming sector, there's 3.3 billion gamers out there and 2.8 billion of them game on low-end devices. This means that 2.8 billion gamers don't have access to gaming content being produced by the biggest and best gaming studios in the world because their devices aren't capable of running those games. 
But alternatively, it also means that the biggest gaming studios in the world don't have access to them. And onboarding this vast majority of users is really the single biggest unanswered opportunity within the gaming sector at the moment. However, if you take a look at how this problem or this opportunity might be served in the future, really you kind of have only three options, right? One, you raise the GDP of the region where these gamers live and all of a sudden they can afford expensive equipment and they can enter into this gaming ecosystem that you know the developing world participates within. And we know that that's very unlikely. The second is we have some vast chipset quantum leap and all of a sudden we can now produce really, really cheap, high quality, high performance chips. And all of a sudden, even the lowest quality device has access to a chip capable of playing uh, high-end games. Also extremely unlikely. The final solution is we take away the requirement for individuals to own the processing capability to access games. And we already have that technology. It's cloud gaming. All we need to do is solve the scalability. Fascinating to be able to speak to you. That's Mark Ryden, co-founder and CEO of Aether. Thank you very much, Carolyn.